Yo, I got the scratchy voice today. Welcome back. Nothing important podcast. You might hear if you are, if your ears are tuned correctly, you might hear something in my voice that would tell you that am I, am I sick? Is something going on? I'm, I'm hung the fuck over. I am hung the fuck over. I participated in Sober October. And um, it's November, bitch. No. Um, my boy is actually up from... Not up. We're in the south. My boy actually came to visit Atlanta. He got some type of conference. So he was down here. I went out last night with him and some other friends and was drinking. And it was some shit. It was some shit. I made a mistake slash did not make a mistake. Because sometimes um, it can be a good thing not to have too much in your stomach. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. And so I'm paying for it right now, but it didn't go as bad as it could have went. I'll explain what I'm talking about. I walk into the situation. I'm late. You know what I'm saying? I walk into the situation. They already drinking. They already chilling. There's shots on the table. I sit, that before I sit down, I'm taking shots. Before I fucking sit down, I am taking shots. And that progresses into beer, uh, some other hard drinks, uh, going back to their crib, smoking, Hennessy. I didn't eat. I didn't eat. Now, on the positive side, I didn't throw up. I didn't make an ass of myself. You know what I mean? But I definitely have been fucked up for the entirety of today. Um, so I don't know, should I have thrown up, you know, should get that shit out of my fucking system. At what age do we stop throwing up after we drink? At what age? You know what I mean? You go to my favorite city, my hometown, New York city, or any day of the week. If you walk around midtown, downtown Manhattan, you will find a person in their 20s, vomiting in public. It will happen. New York is a drinking city. Everybody's drunk. I don't know if this is a motherfucking rumor, but I heard it. I heard that the the name that the Native Americans gave to that island, Manhattan, they called it Manahatta. And I heard that that meant the land of inebriation. And if that is motherfucking true... It makes sense. The land of inebriation. Because everybody's getting drunk. New York City is a drinking city. The same way like Los Angeles is associated with marijuana. New York is alcohol 100. Don't get me wrong. People smoking weed too. They're doing other types of drugs. But the main thing that bonds us all together in that fucking crazy fucking city is alcohol. And, you know, I'm curious, like, when I was a younger man, I used to puke a lot. I used to drink without any fear. Without any fucking fear. It was pent up. Because when I was younger, I was a good boy. I wasn't really getting crazy. I didn't, you know, I didn't drink too much during my teen years. I wasn't smoking weed. You know, I had that kind of, like, suppressed and by the time I was legally able to go out and get thotty, 
and shake that dangling. I did so, but I took it to an extreme. And so every time I had alcohol around me, every time I was in a bar setting, any time I was around some motherfucking drinks, I was drinking. I was doing it and I would throw up a lot. And I'm curious, like, at what age does that get sad? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't throw up last night. I, I don't really even drink like that no more. If I am drinking at this age, I'm 30 years old. It probably is wine in the house. During the holidays, I might drink a little bit more than that. Uh, but I don't know, man. I'm, it, it, the feeling I got right now is like, I don't even want to pick that shit back up. I don't want to pick that shit back up. It's not a good feeling. You know? That's what it is, man. It's motherfucking alcohol, baby. Alcohol is funny because it's, it really is literally one of the most dangerous substances. And it's so, like, universally used. <laughs> Everybody's doing this shit. And it's one of the most dangerous things. It's literal like, liquid poison you put into your body that would eventually fuck up your kidney and your liver. It's crazy. We all do it, though. You know? That's the strange thing about, like, culture. You know, like, what is at the highest levels accepted in society? You know, like, if you think about, like, ancient cultures, there was a time in certain ancient civilizations um, where they would take the young men on, like, a rites to passage ceremony. And so the older men would take the young men into the woods and they would do a lot of stuff to, I guess, uh, s symbolically move them into manhood. These kids are like probably 13 years old, do these, these things, these ritual things in their culture to symbolically move them into the, their manhood. And um, all of, most of the things that they would do with them in the woods are fucking irrelevant because one of the things that they was doing is fucking those little boys in the ass. That was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. I'm like, in that society, that wasn't crazy because everybody was cool with it. And that's similar to alcohol without the, the sexual trauma. Um, the fact that we all do something, we all participate in something that is knowledgeably harmful to our bodies. You know, it's just interesting, man. It's interesting. I think that gives evidence that people love authority. People love authority. I, I'm not even making this like a binary thing. I'm not going to say there's two types of people. There's a person that is in charge and there's a person who's a follower. I'm not even thinking in terms of that. I think people love authority. All of us. It's like baked into our, our nature. You might every once in a while have that like dictator type who, you know, wants complete control of everything, just like a fucking megalomaniac sociopath trying to take over the entire world, right? That exists. But outside of that, regardless of your position in society, there is a want universally that people have to kind of follow the rules. And, um, you know, that it's different for everybody. It's not, 
not everybody looks at the same things as authority. But like if you think about that, whoever made that shit okay in America, that marijuana for so long was illegal and looked at like it was horrible. When beside the inhalation of smoke, the actual marijuana plant does no harm to your body. But we ingest alcohol and that was cool. And it's like highly poisonous. That is interesting to me that somebody can set up that contradictory situation and everybody just falls in line with that shit. Or like at the other example I was talking about, the you know, ancient civilizations. I don't know if it was like ancient Greece or ancient Rome. I forgot where I read this shit, but niggas was taking little boys in the woods and before they, you know what I'm saying? Like where I'm from in Harlem, they got they got a term called gladiator school. Gladiator school is a term placed on a couple of institutions or hoods. And it, what it basically means is like, nigga, you're going to get trained. You're going to get trained in, in what the fuck is going on. You know, the most violent environments. So, you know, there were certain hoods that they called gladiator school. There were certain programs. Like if you went to Spofford or which is like, you know, children's correctional facilities, you know, for the bad kids in the hood. Or if you go to Rikers Island, gladiator school. There's certain parts of the island that was just crazy. And I guess that's what they was doing, you know? <laughs> they was taking these young boys into the woods, fucking them in the ass. Now you're a gladiator, you know? If you're 13 years old and you get fucked in the ass by an, a, a nigga with a sword and a shield, I think you you now have a greater potential to be useful during battle. I think you have... The necessary demons to put aside <laughs> any type of <laughs> moral conflict and just slay the enemy that's in front of you blindly. I think that is effective. So maybe they knew what the fuck they were doing, right? I would like to think that it's probably not a good idea to take boys in the woods and fuck them in the ass, right? My opinion. But it's all relative. I do participate in this crazy thing that we do in this country where everybody's walking around drinking alcohol. It's poison. It's poison. If we could look, if we had a crystal ball and everybody that's alive in 2022 had the opportunity to put their hands over that crystal ball and rub that shit, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Big old shiny bowling ball, rub that shit and illuminate it in the sense of that a light comes out, big purple light, and it shows you the future. And you see a future civilization where people were walking around uh, cutting their, their genitals. They would, they would, on a Friday night, they would go and they would chill with each other and everybody pull out their shit, whatever the fuck it is, you know? It's in the future. So people's going to have some wild shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just gonna, it ain't just going to be dicks and clits, you know what I mean? It's going to be some, some combo plates and... Imagine that. You, you were able to see that. A society where it was normal for gatherings, for people to just pull out their genitalia and mutilate it. You know? You would think they were crazy. But we're harming ourselves. Maybe not in that extreme, brutal fashion of, you know what I'm saying? Putting a razor to your dickhead. I'm not saying that. 
But in a way, the toll that alcohol takes on our system and how normal it is, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that we all just do that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It is, it's weird, man. I think I read that in a book when I was younger. It was like this sci-fi book. And it was like a dystopian future, um, which is like a, a thousand, a million fucking books from science fiction writers that write dystopian, technologically advanced futures where, you know, shit has just gone completely wrong and they build a fantasy off of that premise. This one was unique, I thought, in the way that the people in this book, in this society, they were getting high by basically like plugging themselves into um, a computer. They were in a, in a stage in society where they had melded with technology to the point where they could plug themselves into, you know, a, a mainframe, so to speak. And the way that they was getting their rocks off was like downloading a virus that would like glitch them. And it would like give them like a fucking electric shock or scramble their brain. In the same way a virus fucks up the computer. And that's how people was getting high. And I'm like, that's such a human fucking, even though these are like some cyborg niggas in the book. Um, that's such a human thing to fucking do. We do that. We do that as human beings. We like to do shit to hurt ourselves in big groups. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know why that is. I don't know. You think like pain and pleasure are learned preferences or is it like really natural? Like obviously every baby, if you, you know, pinch the baby on their shoulder, every baby's going to cry. But is that response of crying and pain suffering or are we taught that that's bad? You know what I mean? I'm starting to sound like a motherfucking sadomasochist. That's not what I am. It's not what I am. Um, <laughs> I'm not into that. I'm not into, you know, bitch with stiletto heels, leather from head to toe, looking like Catwoman beating the shit out of me, putting hot wax on my back. I'm not into that shit. I'm not. Um, but even that, man, that's not so crazy. That kink that certain people have where they want to be submissive to a woman. Like, I've seen some wild shit before. I've seen this one thing that's like a fetish that I can't understand. Fetishes are all interesting. And uh, not not even all fetishes are interesting. Some of them are like kind of boring. Like, I don't have crazy fetishes. I like, you know, nasty shit like the next guy. But... I don't have like a particular thing that I need. I like women. I'm an ass man. Um, pretty girl. I don't like tall girls. That's that's pretty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you fill in the blanks. That's pretty good for me. Those are those are my parameters. There's guys out there that they are for them to be sexually aroused or sexually pleased. They have to have some type of you know what I'm saying, particular unique thing going on. 
Like guy, the most common one you hear about is like foot fetish. People liking toes, you know, which I don't understand where that comes from. Is that like some biological thing? Like their body is subconsciously scanning all the weaknesses in their genetic code. And um, they have bad ankles or fucking flat feet. And so they see a bitch with a strong foot. They, You know what I'm saying? Like, is that what it is? Because that's why we like ass and titties. We like ass and titties because wide hips, easier to bear children. Big old titties, you got them feeders. Pretty face, the angular, uh, symmetrical um, structure of a face just indicates good genetics. All that's that's the real basis of what makes us attracted to a person. So when people get to like the feet thing, is that what that is? Like, you know, is it a subconscious response of like, yo, I want my children to be able to walk a lot? Of, I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. And I think about when it gets crazier, like some people is into a bitch taking a shit on a chest. No judgment, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not here to judge. I just talked about relative insanity in society where different cultures all go out on Friday and they do shit. You know, some ancient cultures, they was fucking little boys. That's pretty crazy. Nowadays, we drink alcohol. It's poisonous. Still pretty crazy. I'm not judging. We just talking. So if you like to get a nice hot shit on your chest, stay away from me, my nigga. Please, but... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't want no E. coli, but do what you got to do, bro. Do what you got to do. Stock up on, on disinfectant wipes and do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like the things that are required for people to get like sexually. What are some even crazier ones? Like people that like to. I guess this one is illegal. But it still is a fetish. Like necro shit. People that like dead carcasses and shit. You know, like they like to fuck dead bodies. <laughs> That's a fetish. That is a fetish. And for those people not to break the law, they have to do, I guess, like cosplay. They have to make the other person just, you know what I'm saying? I guess sit in cold water for two hours so their body's fucking freezing. And then try to lay there and feel dead. Uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck they could do to get their rocks off, right? Not judging. You know, I think about that shit because I'm like... That fetish that certain guys have... You know, going back to like the S&M shit. Being dominated. Um, That's a weird one for me. That's I, I wonder where that roots in. Like, dudes wanting a woman to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> you know, that gets pretty motherfucking crazy. I, I be on Reddit, and I see some wild shit on Reddit. And something that my brain can't digest. Once again, not coming from a place of judgment. It's just not me. It's not me. I couldn't I couldn't deal with this. Um, it'll be like videos of guys... Butt-ass naked. Uh, bent over with their dick and balls, like, tucked. So it looked like they got a tail. And some girl, usually some big bitch, some big strong-legged bitch, 
just kicking them square in the nuts. Just. Ah. I can't do that shit. I can't do that shit. I cannot understand that one. I did just put poison in my body. My body, the cells in my body are confused right now. They're asking me, why did you dehydrate your system? Why did you burn brain cells? Why did you uh, put this, this liquid in your body that is it's poisonous? Why did you do that to us? And I imagine that is the same dialogue that that gentleman, that gentleman has bent over. His nuts are telling him the same fucking thing. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Why are you letting this bitch fucking hit, hit fucking soccer goals on your testes? What are you doing? But people's into shit, man. People is into what the fuck they into. And I really do wonder, is that... There's so many factors that can make a person into what they're into. You know? Abuse is, is a factor. Some people get abused... And that becomes their addiction, whatever happened to them, which is fucking wild. That's some wild shit. Is society telling us what is pleasurable, what is not? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows, man? Who the fuck knows? I don't. I don't know enough enough about like the brain and. Like how pleasure signals are shot up to the brain, the things that get us high. But I would imagine for the guy that's getting kicked in the nuts, he's getting some type of positive chemical response from getting his meat bag punched. I, I don't know. <laughs> there has to be something that gives him the want of that. Um, that I don't have. You know, my wires are not crossed like that. I like candy bars. That that does the trick. You know? I would like to just sit down with that guy and just ask him a couple questions. Like, have you ever told that lady to stop kicking your nuts and maybe just lick him? That, you know, suck your dick? That might feel a little better than causing horrible damage to your, your testicles. The testicle is not a fortified structure. Like, that is not... <laughs> they were not built to be manhandled. No pun intended. They weren't built for that, you know, which doesn't really make sense anatomically. I'm not really understanding that one. We have other organs that are super important in the body and they have layers of fat and muscle. And even for some of our more, more vital organs, uh, layers of bone that are shielding them, that are protecting them in case anything happens. Uh, to keep you alive. Namely, like your heart. You have a rib cage over that shit. You know? Why are the balls so exposed? Why isn't there, you know what I'm saying? Like a triangular bone. Um, I guess it makes sense in, in terms of like mobility. Like if you had something that was a hard structure that would fuck up flexibility down there. So I guess the, the tea bag got to be hanging. But as well, the balls could have just been inside the body. 
The only thing that really need to be out is the dick. The dick need to be out. The balls are just like, why? It's such a like biological Achilles heel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could be the biggest, strongest motherfucker in the world. You go watch pro fighting MMA. Go watch pro fighting MMA. These are the toughest human beings. When you're talking about uh, remaining mentally focused while there's another trained murderer in a cage with you. Whooping your ass and you're trying to whoop their ass. They're trying to kill each other. To remain focused, stick with a game plan. Be strategic, offensive, and defensive. Use the, the techniques that they've learned for years and years and years. You know, these are some tough sons of a bitches physically, mentally. And with all that said, if they get a kick in the nuts, they'll turn into a little girl. It, it's just, it's a fucking Achilles heel, man. The, the nuts. Um, I think that's what Elon Musk should be focusing on. Testicles. He's talking about this Neuralink shit, you know, helping people who are stupid. <laughs> Elon is so alone in his genius. He's so depressingly alone, having to dumb down to an incredible fraction of how his brain actually works to explain to people in the media what the fuck he's doing and his layer. You know, he's so tired of that. He's so isolated with that existence that he's trying to make a computer chip to... Speed everybody the fuck up so they can catch up. It's fucked up. <laughs> I think he should just scrap that, man. Let people stay stupid and help us out where we really need it. You know? Instead of trying to put us, upload us, our, our super conscious onto a fucking iCloud or connect us and give us telepathy, can you just like build in a biological nut shield? You know, I'm keeping it simple. I don't want to be, I don't, don't want to be reading nobody's fucking thoughts. How does that work too? Like, if you do get the ability to read people's thoughts, that must be a burden as well. Like, is there like a, a door? Is there an option for you to shut that shit off? Like, <laughs> it's enough hearing your own motherfucking thoughts. You got to be listening to somebody else's. It's a lot. A lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. So I'm going to shift this conversation. I, you know, I'm going to stop talking about niggas getting their nuts kicked or getting, you know, big piles of steamy shit on their chest uh, for their for they wee-wee to get hard. And we'll shift to superpowers. That's always fun. That is always fun. You know, as my brain is recuperating from Hennessy. I don't know why I drank Hennessy, but I did. That, that is always a problem. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, superpowers. That's not a superpower I would want. I don't even know if it works like that, man. For like people who actually believe in psychic abilities or supernatural abilities, is it that you have one? Is, a, is it like X-Men where somebody has a particular gift? Or if you are gifted, you kind of have to game it. You have everything. You know, you could read niggas' thoughts. You could see the future. You know what I'm saying? 
You could, uh, you know, get into a meditative position and scratch your nuts. And then, you know, somebody across the world feels the same sensation on their nutsack. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that, do you get the full deck of cards or is it like a person by person unique gift? You know, I imagine that if there are actual psychic abilities that people have the potential to tap in, um, that it would be like anything else. Life isn't fair in terms of when we sprout into this physical reality. You know, Michael Jordan is a guy that by many men, many millions of men is envied for his physical, unique, statue-like physique. This guy is an incredible athlete. He has an incredibly strong mind. He's considered the top of the top, the alpha in his sport, right? Um, Michael Jordan's brothers were like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, That's fucking unfair, bro. <laughs> That's fucking unfair. This guy just comes out and, you know what I'm saying, looks like the giant at the top of the fucking beanstalk. And his entire family just regular. That's how nature works. So I would imagine, you know, as everything else is, if there are psychic abilities, if there are superpowers that people have the potential of having, and it's like, maybe some people have more than others, you know? Maybe some people have more than others. I'm Puerto Rican. That's why I get interested with this shit, because even though I wasn't raised super close to the native culture, like, like my grandmother was. She tells me the stories and kind of like the belief systems and I guess some type of guidance into, you know, what was going on belief wise. And um, it's a superstitious culture. Believing of a lot of things that are supernatural. I think a lot of cultures have those beliefs. And it just interests me, man. It's like the randomness of life is probably some omnipotently powerful, you know, young man or woman with incredible psychic abilities. But because life is so random, they were born into abject poverty and they're probably working at fucking Wendy's, giving you your fucking change and your burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just sitting on all that motherfucking universally gifted ability. Because that's how shit happens. That's how random the motherfucking world is. You know when I realized shit is not fair? Not in like a crybaby victim mindset, but just like an awareness of the physical reality of human beings, of genetics, and the disparity between health and good health, excuse me, bad health and good health, uh, money, poverty, um, Genetically advantageous qualities, people who don't have, they may have mutations, they may be mentally retarded. When I started to really paint together, there was no uh, fairness. It was just kind of like a random thing was I was working in Los Angeles. And as a young man, I had this stupid notion because I grew up Christian. Um, fucked me up for a while. Um, but... <laughs> I had this notion in my brain that like 
uh, there would have to be some type of compensation for a bad life karmically, right? That it would be so that um, maybe even my justification for why people were where they were in their lives was like a jaded perspective. Like I was looking at people who had great success, uh, who were well-educated, who had a lot of money. And instead of inspecting the qualities that were unique to them, that got them where they are, you know, kind of pacifying at that time my envy or my my bitterness that they were in that situation and I was not and justifying that by thinking it was just like privilege. And I met a guy. I met a guy. Um, he's a white guy. He grew up in Manhattan. Super fucking rich. Super fucking rich. All the advantages you can think of. And I spent time around this guy working with him. And he taught me that some people are born smart and some people are born stupid. And it has little to do with your fucking environment. <laughs> Those things influence in, in a sense of like cultivation, potential uh, being maximized, being trained, good habits, et cetera, et cetera. You know, on the other side of that, if you're in poverty, abuse, kind of hindering, um, addictions, bad habits. But I spent time around this guy. I'm like, he was an asshole. He was a spoiled brat. He was a privileged son of a bitch. But the guy was brilliant. Just like genetically intelligent. He was genetically smarter than most people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, there is no fairness. This guy was born rich and all these things. And he had everything given to him. But he's also fucking really smart. Um, and I think people have to see things like that. Like... It's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not about fairness. It's just, and in that same token, there are people who are born just like that guy in a life of wealth and, uh, you know, options, access to a world that I did not have growing up, um, that most people don't have growing up. Being rich in Manhattan, that is a fucking rare childhood. There are guys as well that are raised like that and they're genetically retarded. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're fucking stupid. And, you know, those are the guys that their their fa they, their fathers fucking hate them. You know what I mean? I've talked about that before. Of like people who are like self-made men. Self-made men that come to this country, which is like most individuals who are American success stories. Obviously, this is a new land that was stolen from the Native Americans, so it's implied. But I think there's a particular correlation between individuals who are like freshly first generation, second generation immigrants coming to this country, taking advantage of the resources, putting the motherfucking work in, uh, you know what I'm saying? Tooth and nail fighting to get to a position where they, they get a little piece of the motherfucking pie. Real success stories. And there's a lot of guys that came to this country and grinded and found a fucking way. And when they got to their place of power, raised a family 
and they have that fucking retarded kid, you know, <laughs> like the brother and fucking godfather. What was his name? Fredo. Holy shit. That guy was, he was just a fuck up. He was a fuck up. For anybody who's not seen Godfather, damn you. Damn you to hell. Um, so, but um, go see the Godfather. Preferably watch Godfather 2. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't think of a better movie. The Godfather 2, we're talking about everything is perfect. The story, the acting. The, the framing of the shots, the way it was put together, the, the way the plot, the, uh, the sequential order of how the story unfolds, two tales, a father and his son, a son coming into his uh, father's power and learning the burden that his father had, a son that was once resentful to his father and wanted to rebel and run away from the life. And, you know, cutting back and forth between his story and the father's story of being a poor immigrant from Italy who really didn't have a lot of options. A good man who made it the way that he had to make it. Beautiful, complex, great fucking movie. And in the midst of that movie, you're going to run into a character, a guy named Fredo, who's what life produces. The random, unfair quality of life <laughs> is that Robert De Niro's character... This incredibly crafty, wise, intelligent, loyal guy gives birth to um, some sons and a daughter. And one of those sons is Michael Corleone, which is uh, Tony Montagna, um, which is, you know, just this brilliant guy who is the heir to the motherfucking throne. He's the right guy for the motherfucking job. Al Pacino. And... You know, in the chaotic nature of life, the, he, he has another son, the oldest son, who's a fucking retard. Uh, <laughs> Fredo. <laughs> Fredo don't look right. His forehead too big for his body. You know what I'm saying? He's a lustful, drug addict son of a bitch. He just keeps on fucking up. He's, you know, he got no loyalty. He looked like his breath stink. Like, Fredo's fucked up. Fredo's fucked up in the game. You know, but that's that's what happens. It don't matter sometimes how hard you work. Or, you know what I'm saying, what is deserved. This life is chaotic and it ain't about being motherfucking fair, baby. It ain't about being motherfucking fair. Uh, we went on some tangents today, ladies and gentlemen. We went on some motherfucking tangents. Is there a point to any of it? I'm just talking. I'm talking over my hangover. I'm talking it out. Just talk it out. Just talk it out. There's a remix of Walk It Out. East Side Walk It Out. West Side Walk It Out. No, 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 no. What is the, the overall societal contribution to those dance songs? Trendy dances. I hate them. <laughs> I think they should stop. No. Um, let me not get bitter. Let me not get bitter. Let me not do it. Uh, yeah, man. No, no, but seriously, do go watch Godfather 2. That shit is a great, long... Movie, it's amazing, beautiful, man. Um, you just gotta love when everything's done right. The music, that's the that's the one of the most important like forgotten factors to a classic movie. I'm not just talking about like make your money back. I'm talking about classic 
film, the score. You know what I'm saying? I think some of the most important parts of the movie are like the sequential order of how things, uh, how the plot unfolds and the score, you know, like the music for emotional arousal or to give that kind of third dimensional quality. Because I think that's what makes a classic movie a classic movie is like you feel like you're in it. You feel like you're part of the story. You're there. And to fully immerse on a two-dimensional screen, you know, these, these flat images and the audios there, you know, there's an emotional kind of higher dimensional quality that music has that taps into, I feel like, an ability to immerse people into that story. And if you could get that right, the music scoring, you align that with how you unfold the plot, it could really be a fucking magic trick. It could be a beautiful fucking thing. Um, yeah, go watch that movie. I think I'm going to go try to drink some tea because I'm getting the bubble guts again. Ladies and gentlemen, don't drink and drive. Don't drive and drink. Don't drink. Don't drive. Stay at home. Be sober. Um, I don't know what type of PSA that was. If you are continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Go on to my Instagram. I got reels. I got posts. Like them both. I love you. Until next time.